yeah it is saturday morning we are a few weeks out from deer season i am hyped up as can be because i've had two cups of coffee walked the dogs with a little pack weight and uh, been playing with some some sticks this week and doing some e-scouting it is a good time of year i am excited i've got a great podcast super timely public land focus hanging hunt doing it with the stick bow but before we get to that um just a quick update on the team and everything going on again if you are looking to purchase some custom gear go ahead and enter code wexp at checkout save you a little cash good to go kill you a buck that'd be great um moving on you know kentucky prep is heavy uh two weeks out i actually just threw a venison roast in the crock pot to hopefully you know make some quick easy meals kind of freeze those until i leave and spoke with Dave literally this morning on a few items that we were playing with looking um oh with our video release this week on the what attachment method for sticks is best um check that out if you have not and obviously with the the testing results there Dave was kind of asking me a little bit more detail about the daisy chain we apparently didn't know about that cock it to the side method oh it's basically if your sticks 12 and 12 to 6 sitting on the tree, you know, perfect up and down. If you tilt it, say, to like 1 or 2 o'clock angle-wise, uh, you can get on that speed button just a little easier and then straighten it out. I did a little testing of that just now, and it does make a make a difference uh, as far as security to tree. I don't know why you wouldn't do that um, everywhere on every stick. Uh, maybe it just doesn't allow for it. That being said, um, they, they do still obviously roll a little bit. The the oh, the buckle is traditional strap. Um, just having more surface area around the tree. You get a flat surface and a round object of the tree. It seemed to to do the best as far as stick sag. And obviously that stick's designed to maximum you know function when that that strap is is more on that perpendicular angle. Uh, versus a, a bigger sag. But you know, check that video out if you're interested in a couple different methods. Um, I'm not 100%. Actually, I do think I know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to carry one stick with an 8mm cord that's uh, a little longer, more in that 7.5-8 foot range. And that's just to, to potentially get in the big woods and need to get up on a big tree. I don't want to like necessarily not be able to. The, the traditional stand straps are a touch short. And I, I, that came from a lot of conversation with Jake Bush, who... You know, his stuff he hunts, he says he finds himself a lot of times with a traditional, we'll call it buckle strap. He's like six, eight inches short. It's not a lot because, you know, you don't want to hang in a giant tree. But that first one to two sticks, he says he's finding himself needing those. Uh, I hunt some big woods as well where I could see. So I think I'm going to go with at least if you if you said, Byron, what do you what's your system? I think I'm going to have one L, eight millimeter cord. Um on my bottom stick that's like eight foot you know just just a little longer a little more secure um and the rest i'm going to run just the buckleless method i'm going to remove the speed button i think on the doubles and just run those that way um that's kind of what i'm looking to do if i get my sticks in which i got a notification today that they are shipping from custom gear um so i'll be running those doubles most likely I guess moving on, uh, Dave and I plan to do some trail cam stuff tomorrow, two different pieces, some of the uh, just card swaps and maybe just slight moves. He's got some that he needs to get away from some squirrel blasters since that is on the horizon next week, I think is, the, you know, September 1 is the opener for the small game season here in Ohio. 
Um, anything else that I can think of real quick before I jump into this interview with Logan? I don't think so. Uh, I appreciate everyone with the comments on our YouTube videos and, and, and stuff like that. And uh, we'll see uh, what Kentucky brings us here in about two weeks. I think Andy may try and go um, right after the opening weekend. I think he's got off work on Tuesday or Wednesday or just Tuesday. Shoot down there. I've got another buddy going to a different area for the opener. And if he can relay some notes, I, you know, my wife works the opening day in Kentucky. So I'm going to stay home and go the following weekend less pressure um rub lines obviously i've got zero chance at a velvet buck well maybe not zero but pretty darn close but yeah i uh, appreciate you guys tuning in we'll see you team harder and bucks enjoy we did have an, a follow-up question to our q a public land podcast as well and it was just a base level thermal talk i'm gonna wait and do that with dave that way we've got a little more experience as far as real hunts uh scenarios we can speak to it a, a little more. Uh, so so I'm going to wait on that, but I will get back to um, the individual that kind of followed up and said just give us a, a quick rundown, uh, give us something that everybody can take away from. And I want to do that with Dave because that's, that's just another 10-plus years um, of experience hunting hills and where, where maybe he didn't know about thermals and got cracked or what he's learned a little more because um, he does hunt some – some stuff where the wind does some funky things, and I think it'd be a better back-and-forth uh, segment. Thanks. All right. Welcome back to the Whitetail Experience Podcast. I think I've got this figured out. Actually, I am doing my first in-person podcast with uh, Logan from Attaboy's Archery up in Marysville. Great shop. I've been in here multiple times to have stuff set up, tinkered with. Um, Logan is a, a trad guy somewhat. He also is like an ASAD, hanging hunt, mobile hunter, doing some saddle stuff. Um, you guys may know him as the guy that was drilling into his ambush platform 24 hours after purchasing it, um, trying to get a, the, the XOP quick mounts on there. But yeah, great dude. Logan, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Good. Why don't you give us a, a cliff nose version of Attaboy's Archery since that's where we are recording from and, and kind of it's, it's, you know, it's a newerish bow shop for the guys here in Columbus mm -hmm. and, and something I wish I was still living on the north end because I would be here on a much more regular basis. Right. Uh, we've been open for two years now. Um, we are staying extremely busy, obviously, this time of year is our busy time. Um, we've got an indoor range, uh, 20 yard range here, and then uh, we can work on pretty much anything. If yeah, pretty much anything bow wise, if you need it done, more than likely we can do it. Now, with the indoor range, I know you guys do some some 3D shoots, and, and mm -hmm. what is that like Thursdays? There's a hunter 3D shoot or something like yep, that. Yeah, on Thursday nights we have uh, like an indoor 3D. A uh, little bit of money uh, involved if you win. It's uh, fifteen dollars to shoot. It starts at 7 o'clock on Thursdays. Nice. And uh, what kind of like, I, I guess, uh, a big thing with, with uh, bow shops is uh, what, a, you know, brands do you guys carry? Um, what are some of your staples here? Um, so we have PSC, Matthews, and Hoyt. And then we also carry the Mission Line. Um, and then if you're into crossbows, we have uh, 10 point also 10 point and PSCs uh, and then some missions. Okay, and then obviously full service shop. Um, guys, I came in here in a panic 
last uh, fall, I was having some broadhead tuning issues, and Logan spent the better part of, uh, I came up here twice actually, and, and probably an hour to two hours each visit, and we were throwing on different point weights, different arrows, having different guys shoot the bow to kind of look at the different tears. Um, just a, a top-notch service as far as uh, I, I'm concerned. And um, set up my last bow. I'm going to have him do some tweaks today. But, but yeah, I would definitely would want to come in. But, Logan, you know, I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about last year you went down to Kentucky. Um, obviously doing uh, public land down there, I believe, correct? Mm-hmm. And why don't we kind of walk through what you saw, what you learned, and kind of the process for, for – I know you're headed back down there literally in two weeks. We just yeah. found it. Yeah. So, yeah, talk to me about how did you go about – let's start real basic. How did you pick a piece? Um, well, basically, I we went down there. We were doing some turkey hunting down there. Okay. Um, it was just somewhat of a closer drive. Um, it was – and at the time, I didn't realize it, but it's it's an archery only. For the most yeah, part, maybe. they they only have a, a two-day rifle season for youth. Um, they have a late muzzleloader season in there. So there's really not a, a lot of gun pressure in there, which I like. It's mainly just archery hunting. Nice. Um, it, it's all big hardwoods, so it's a little bit different than what I hunt around here. Okay. Um, but, uh, How far a drive are you looking at? Because uh, you do live roughly 45 minutes to an hour north of me. Yeah. Um, it is, I don't know if I should say, but it's only hey. about three, three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not that far over the, the border. Yeah, which helps um, being able to get there on a regular basis. Now, did you go strictly to, to harvest a velvet buck, or did you just want to bow hunt in September and you're not going west? Um both pretty much i mean ideally i would love to shoot a velvet okay. but uh i can't go out west for two weeks every year yeah do you, uh, I, you with what you do as a day-to-day job that's right, your especially busy working season. here i can't i can't leave for two weeks uh not right now at least okay um, so i wanted to go down i wanted to try to kill velvet deer i wanted to start hunting before ohio season started coming in and uh Tags, they're not super expensive. They're not real cheap. I mm-hmm. think they're $345, but you get four deer tags. Okay, yeah, so, that is true. You got the bundle there. You got a longer season because you can, essentially can start a month before we can here in Ohio. Right. Yep, and I mean, I made multiple trips down there last year. Um, when I turkey hunted it, I really didn't run into anybody when mm-hmm. we were turkey hunting. Uh, we were f- picking up sheds. Oh, wow. Nothing real big, but we were finding sheds. Wasn't really seeing a whole lot of human traffic. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll come down here and do a little bit of deer hunting. So uh, the first year I went down there was actually two years ago for for deer. But I only went down for two days. Mm -hmm. And uh, I already had my hunting license from turkey season. So I figured I'd just go ahead and buy my deer tags. And um, it was kind of a rough trip. I... And same piece, yeah, uh, same 2018. Piece. Yep. Okay. So, um, the first day I got down there, it rained pretty much the whole day. So, I mean, mm. that kind of sucks. So, I did a bunch of just kind of walking around, still hunting type deal, scouting. Yeah. Um, and then the second day I went in to hunt, and uh, I get way back in there, and I forgot to get to put on my safety harness. I've been there. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, I'm, nobody knows where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to chance it. So I walked all the way back to the truck, 
and uh, that kind of ruined everything too. So it was kind of rough that first that first year. But then I kind of did a lot of online scouting on Onyx, Google Earth. Went back down there last year, and. I saw a lot of deer actually last okay. year. Now, are we talking 2019 season as far as seeing a lot of deer, or was this an off-season time period? No, this was during hunting season. Okay, so 2019, you, you head back down there. You headed there for the opener, correct? Uh, yeah, it was opening weekend. Okay, so did you hunt both Saturday, Sunday? I guess walk me through what your your regiment looked like from sunup to sundown, or obviously yeah. a little bit, a couple hours before sunup. Yeah. So um, I picked up a buddy. Saturday morning and we decided we were not going to hunt Saturday morning down there opening morning. Okay We had no idea exactly where we wanted to go. We didn't want to blow a bunch of deer out. We figured there was already guys walking around in there in the dark anyway, mm -hmm. so uh, And then I'm camping down there. So I figured well, we'll get down there around 11 10 or 11 o'clock We'll set up camp meet up with some of our buddies already down there and then um then we'll go and we'll try to do some midday scouting and then just set up for the evening. So that's what we did. Um, and we, I borrowed my brother's boat, and that was a horrible idea. Okay. Uh, Had to trailer that thing down there. Yeah, trailered it down. You know, of course, we, we tried it at home. Everything worked fine. We get it out on the lake. We make it 100 yards. Boom. It's, it quit working on us. We had to troll back. We're working on it. Forget it. So we just trolled across the lake okay. into this cove. And uh, I've never been in there. I ended up walking two-mile loop okay, back yeah. in there and set up. Finally got set up, and um, I still saw deer. Yeah. No bucks or anything, but what what made you find that set up location? Like obviously, it, big woods type habitat. Were you looking at maybe some some ag fields, or is this all big woods? You are looking this for is, for oaks. What this is all me? big woods. I mean, um, they do the the state does plant some um, food plots down in the bottoms, mm -hmm. um, but I that, that really wasn't, a wasn't right. I knew people would be hunting on the edges of those. Probably it's mm -hmm. they're easy to get to, and I'm like. Oh, Maybe later on in the season when I'm not seeing so much pressure, but opening weekend I saw the most vehicles parked in parking lots with hunting stickers on them. Sure. I knew they were hunting. Yeah, uh, people getting dressed in camo. <clears throat> After opening weekend, I don't think I saw anybody. Okay. Um, so, so Saturday you go for a midday scout, big two mile loop. Did you end up setting a stand, and what made you say this is a potential ambush point? Did you see deer? Talk to me about that evening. Um, so. <laughs> Part of the reason I sat there is because I'm the loop I made. I saw some good stuff, but nothing, nothing that like screamed like, "Hey, I need to sit here." Um, I end up coming back to a spot I walked through right off the bat that had several fresh rubs in there, and obviously, being opening day, if there's rubs in there, you know they're only a, a day or two old, probably. Yeah, great point. Um, so uh, there was oaks dropping, fresh rubs. Yeah. Um, Best thing a, you saw in two miles. Right. Ago, really. yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, and plus I'm, I am soaked with sweat. It, it's like 90 degrees down there. I was tired. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I oh, forget. It. I'm just gonna set up here. So I set up. I saw a few does. Mm -hmm. um, and I was hunting with a recurve. Um, and I was like, you know, first doe that comes by, I'm gonna shoot her. Well, yeah. doe comes by. I hit a branch that I did not see. I clipped a limb with oh. my arrow. So shot underneath her, and then uh, 
that was it kind of for the evening hunt. Um, so then the next week, you know, go back to camp, find out that a buddy shot a buck no in way. full velvet. Um, so we all go out. Big buck? Uh, um, but they all look big in velvet. Right. Too, I mean, he was, he was an eight point. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably like a hundred inch eight point. Okay. But shot, still velvet. Yeah. You, you may not ever get that chance again. Yeah. Shot him with a long bow. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so there, that, that adds 40 inches. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we all get that. By the time, uh, by the time we got that buck, uh, cause we had late take, night. Oh, I stopped at a Wendy's and a truck stop at one thirty in the morning. Okay. Yeah. And then got back to camp and was going to bed about two thirty three. Okay. So, uh, I did not wake up to hunt the next morning. Okay. I slept in a little bit. Um, and then I hunted Sunday night. <clears throat> I found a white oak that was just raining. And, oh, okay. Um, never been in this area again. I just kind of picked something on the map. We did some midday scouting since we didn't hunt in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we parked. My my buddy went one way. I went the other. And uh, I had deer just coming right into this white oak. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a rough year for me last year with my recurve. It was not real good. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm probably hunting with a compound most of the time this year. Um, but I had, a doe, I had a couple does come in and... I, I've got four tags. I'm going to, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to fill tags. Oh yeah. Um, well, while I'm waiting to get a shot at this doe, I had a, a buck come in full velvet and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to shoot him. I don't, I don't care if he's only a six or eight point. I'm on public. I paid a bunch of money for these tags. Yeah. I might not get that many more times to come down here. Yeah. Just to be, look I at what wanna, you do for a living. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I just want to kill time. some stuff. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I shot that buck, but I made a, I made a bad shot and hit him right in the shoulder blade. Just uh, did not punch through where he went down in was just, it was nasty. Yeah. I mean, big rock outcroppings. Uh, it was steep, uh, nasty. We, I was looking to about one thirty in the morning, uh, never found him. Finally called it quits. Okay. Wasn't finding any blood. Okay. So it was kind of rough, but. Um, seeing deer and stuff down there, I saw a lot of deer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, I would say I probably sat fifteen to twenty times down there throughout the year. Throughout the year, yeah. And I bet I saw deer. You know, if I if I sat twenty times in a tree, I bet I saw deer fifteen of those sits, if not more. Okay, considering you never had you. Oh, I'm trying to think. You said you, said you, you turkey hunted, so there's some scouting there. I turkey hunted a little bit. E-scouting, but no true boots to ground. No. Yeah, like nothing like a, some home turf public, same right. Ohio. Mainly I was just looking, finding stuff I liked on a map, and then going in and scouting as I'm looking for a place to set up type deal. Okay. Find what I like, set up in a tree, and then either mark that one off the list type mm-hmm. deal or you know check it out later so you went down multiple times uh, do you, how many times did you go in september because just selfishly i you and i just spoke before we pushed record is i i'm gonna go probably the second weekend uh mm-hmm. that 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 is a different probably animal most of the velvet will be off i would think 95 percent of them will yeah. shed by then but hunting pressure much reduced yeah, um, I th- I want to say I only went the one weekend and in September probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, but you killed your buck early here in Ohio. Yeah, I killed a buck October sixth here in Ohio. So 
off a kayak, public land. Yeah. Really sweet to see just from a, a social media perspective. Here it is early October and, you know, Logan, the stick bow, ASAC wearing guy <laughs> has got a buck down, the kayak involved, just doing it. Uh, oh, I, I, w- I, was, I, I was really impressed, man. I thought that was an awesome story. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun hunt, that one. Uh, it was, again, it was a spot that I've hunted the area but never been to that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, when I got my kayak to water... Um, paddled up to where I had marked on my map and just I was not finding trees that I could get a stand in okay and uh, and actually I was hunting out of a saddle then Uh, I was probably some of the first hunts I hunted out of a saddle yeah and you couldn't get a saddle in there I couldn't get my platform and some of these trees are just too small yeah it was a bunch of cattails uh, CRP stuff yeah um, Could you have got a tree stand? Do you think? No. You, the, the bridge was the, not something that was really right. It was just the diameter of the trees. It was okay. too small. So I finally found a three trunk uh, willow. Okay. It was like my third or fourth stop finally, and okay. I found it. Okay. Look at the map. Okay, this will work. Pulled the kayak up. Kayak was maybe 25, 30 yards behind me. I could see it the whole time. That's hilarious. And uh, actually, I think one of the bucks actually saw my kayak and didn't. Re- he couldn't figure out what it was. Sure. Um, but yeah, had had a couple bucks come in sparring, working licking branches. And this is October. October sixth. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, was it was it cold? Uh, anything? No, it was pretty normal. Actually. Just normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's out in the middle of nowhere. I don't think they get any human pressure out there. Wow. Um, if you don't come in, if you if you try to walk in, you're gonna blow you're gonna blow everything out. Sure. If you'd have to come in with a kayak, not to blow everything out. Yeah. Um, and these, that's the only reason I knew the deer were coming. I could hear them sparring uh-huh. 50 yards from me. Oh, and then I could hear I them walk in the work. And then I could hear them rubbing trees, come out, working, licking branches, sparring in front of me again. And uh, I wasn't going to shoot him. And then I figured, man, this is too cool of a hunt. I'm, he's it, standing here at 10 yards. I've already screwed up a couple deer in Kentucky. Yeah. And you so, have another tag. Right, and I have a buck tag in Kentucky. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he stood. He stood at ten yards too long, and I put. I heart shot him, and he went seventy-five yards. Okay. Awesome. So that was a that was a good pick me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, confidence booster. Yeah. Uh, stick bow confidence. Hunting confidence. Yep. Uh, an October buck kill, which in my opinion puts a notch in the belt. I mean, that's just. Oh yeah. It's just more impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I haven't been back to that spot just because it's hard to get to. Mm-hmm. In the summer, I probably wouldn't really want to go back in there because of how nasty it would be. Yeah. With uh, probably mosquitoes and ticks and stuff. But uh, it's, a, it's a spot I will probably hunt again in the future. Yeah, no, no doubt there. Um, so, so let me ask this. Big picture-wise, you, 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 you picked a new piece here in Kentucky and, and hunted it several times throughout the year. What do you? What sticks out as a couple big learning curves for for guys that maybe are looking to do some September bow hunts? I know the Dakotas open in September. Um, actually, big picture. Let's let's. I don't even need to narrow it to September. Let's go out of state bow hunting, whether it be public land or maybe you find a farm in another state. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of your big takeaways? Even if it's not hunting related, maybe I learned this about camp life or hunting right. and camping. Uh, the main thing is probably like. For me, I wanted something fairly close to where I could go as often as possible. Mm. If I picked a place six hours away and 
you know, land between the lakes, like way west, mm -hmm. uh, southwest. I, I, I would only have been able to hunt that a couple of times probably throughout the year. Sure. So I figured, you know, do I hunt western Kentucky and have a chance at maybe a little bit bigger deer? Or do I hunt eastern Kentucky and I hunt it multiple times? Um, it's kind of a toss-up, really. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have mirrored this thought. Um, Dave and I originally picked a piece further in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And because of the extra drive time, we started hunting closer. Yeah. Um, and found that to be nicer for, for literally, dude, if the wife and the family allow for a morning hunt, you can right. go and you can be back by noon, one o'clock. Like, I mean, last year um, I left my house. So I don't work on Sundays or Mondays here at the shop. So I left my house at nine o'clock Sunday night, mm -hmm. drove down. I slept in a truck stop in my truck, mm -hmm. woke up and hunted all day Monday. Okay. Never came out of the woods, packed my lunch. Yeah. Uh, that was late November. I saw two, two shooters. Yeah. What's a shooter for you? Uh, it just depends yeah, on the yeah, day. Yeah. But, no, uh, but we're talking... Those deer were like, uh, I would say gross-wise, in the, right around that 130, low yeah. 130s yeah. mark. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Eastern Kentucky, public, it's... Stick um, bow? Yeah. Was the stick bow out still? Yeah. Okay. Yep. If I had a compound, we would have been... There would be pictures involved. <laughs> But yeah, both of them were well within compound range that I could have I could have killed for sure. But with the recurve, it, uh, the dice did yeah. not go my way. Yeah. So, um, were you saddle hunting a lot down there? I did. Did I, you, I did saddle? Do you find that super helpful? In I and I don't know exactly where you were, but I could see Kentucky. You start getting into some of that Appalachian Mountains. Yes, it was pretty steep, and a lot of stuff I was in. Um, so. Like the first day, that opening day I was down there, I did not have my saddle stuff yet. So I had a Lone Wolf Alpha mm -hmm. with like three or four muddy sticks. So it, that's mm -hmm. a 25 pound setup. The muddy least. sticks are heavy. Right. Uh, they are nice for some features, but yeah. they are heavy. You know? Right. So it's a heavy setup. So, um, you know, my shoulders were hurting. I didn't mm -hmm. have a really a good waist belt for, the, okay. for that setup. So my shoulders were hurting after a while. I was tired. Mm -hmm. um, sweating really bad yeah with this uh saddle setup last year i was i was using a little bit smaller platform mm -hmm. um it was uh i think it was a tethered predator mm -hmm. i liked it it was just a little bit smaller than what i really wanted yeah um but i mean everything was comfortable i had an old trophy line saddle so it was really big comfortable yeah. i just bought a a new cruiser saddle Okay, one yeah. of the pleated ones, the XRs or XCs, whatever it's called. Um, that is going to be super comfortable. I've, I've sat on a tree a few times in it so far, and it's, it's yeah. going to be great. So, uh, and then I've got a little bit bigger platform this year. I got the, uh, the custom gear ambush. Yeah. yeah. So, um, wanted to ask, um, what about like, so you, so you mentioned um, the hunting side of things, close distance. What about, um, did you do any more like camping trips? This is a selfish question. I'm going to be doing like some camping stuff, like anything you learned there or ways to save money or travel more effectively. Um, if you don't, you don't, that's fine. Right. I mean, so me, I did not really take a whole lot of food with me. Okay. Um, there was a town not too far away. So I'm like, nah, if, I'll take some food with me, but if I get hungry or I get out late and I don't feel like, 
you know, turning on a jet boy or something. Yeah. And I'm just running to town real quick and grab fast food. Okay. And that's kind of what I did. That's kind of the expensive way to do it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I just, it's, it doesn't take as much prep work though. Right. Like I don't have to take up as much stuff. Mm -hmm. I literally just take a tent, my, my sleeping bag, stuff like that. Yeah. A couple coolers. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I take a bunch of snacks pretty yeah. much because most of the time if I'm not hunting, I'm probably going to be scouting. Yeah. And then, uh, so I'm not really in camp, but to sleep really. Yeah. That's just your home base at night. Now, yeah. um, my plan, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is I have, I have never been to this place, never stepped foot on it. I'm thinking I'm going to be there the second weekend. Like we talked about is that first morning hunt. I don't even think I'm bringing a stand or sticks. I think that is a uh, still hunt, stay on the ground. Yeah. I think in the evening though, I, and and I can scout my way in, or if I find something in that morning time frame, and I, I think I'm going to hang a stand then. Mm -hmm. And I think that Sunday morning, because I don't know if I'm going to get the Sunday evening hunt in, I, I do need to come back, but I, I, I'll play that one by year. I may do some still hunting to get some further intel, or I may, you know, if I find something that I think's worth sitting a stand, I'll do it. But right. um, is that how you would go about it, looking at that first initial, going into headlamp dark, just kind of get yeah. some distance and then still hunt once the sun comes up? Yeah. Normally, if it's a place I've never been in, mm -hmm. I don't really like to fumble around in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not the rut. I can't just go pick a terrain or a right. cruising shelf. Right. And I mean, I've done that in the rut before and had good luck. Yeah. Um, but early season for me, I mean, those deer are probably getting back to bed pretty early, I would mm -hmm. assume. Um, and and, and this, and this type of stuff, big timber stuff, I don't, I don't know if that's what you're hunting or not, but big timber stuff... There's oaks everywhere, so I mean, mm -hmm. you never know exactly where these deer are going to be until you actually find th that hot tree. Mm -hmm. So if you're going in in the morning, you might be blowing out deer mm -hmm. every couple hundred yards or something. You know, mm -hmm. there might be a, a hot tree here, and you blow those deer out, and you keep on going. On, you know, say you're going up a ridge or something to get up on top. Or, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't like to go in in the mornings early season especially if i don't know where i'm going exactly yeah now if i've hunted there obviously yeah yeah you, yeah you've I, got a blueprint at that point right but most of the times last year i especially early season i didn't really hunt the mornings i'd wait till it would get like cracking daylight type deal mm -hmm. and then i would just still hunt my way through yeah okay. and then uh, i also did that down in um a little bit further south in kentucky me and another buddy hunted us a chunk down there that we never deer hunted before uh we turkey hunted down there a little bit a few years ago in that general area but this this area we had never actually even been in before and uh that's kind of what we did uh we just woke up started cracking light we go park we work our way up we start still hunting our way through and scouting and we saw a lot of deer yeah. doing that found some really good spots um I think we went and got some food, came back to hunt the evening, and that was the best area we found. So I set up in one spot, he went further down the ridge and set up in another spot, and uh, I ended up passing a really, really nice uh, younger deer that mm -hmm. really tall, he was narrow, but really tall, had really good time length. Was he in velvet or no? No, this was uh, late October, maybe like, I think it was late October or something. Yeah. 
Man, I tell you what, I feel like just from talking to you, and you had told me too uh, a couple stories prior to this podcast. Like, I feel like the the fact that you tagged out early last year gave you a lot of real scouting. Essentially, you know, oh, yeah. you, you didn't even have to off season scout. You could literally hunt, be hunting and scouting this piece. Man, I would be. You know, I would put money that you're going to have some better hunts here in September down there. That's what I'm hoping, too. And that's like, I've already had boots on the ground a lot last year. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I went down there probably eight trips. Yeah. So, I mean, I probably sat on a tree. I mean, You at said least, 20 times. Yeah, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say 15 to 20 times at least. Yeah. Um, or at least, yeah, 15 to 20 days easy. Yeah. So, um, I've got spots I've marked off that it looked good on a map. I get in there and I don't see any deer sign. I sit up to where I can see a long ways when there's no leaves on, like mm-hmm. in like November or yeah. mid-November. I'm only seeing a few deer in an all-day sit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, not gonna probably come back here. That's not gonna be my number one spot I'm gonna come back to and check when I get back here next year. Okay. Um, but I got some spots that I've got marked that I wanna go check when I get there here in a couple of weeks that I've hunted the area um, and I maybe I didn't get back to exactly where I want to go this this year yeah um, so I'll go in there midday yeah I'll check it out and for me this you know right now I'm probably just looking for a a wide oak that's that's raining yeah much well the, and and not, you know the fact that you've got so much scouting and, and stuff done you know, do you plan to hunt other days in September? Let's say September 20th rolls around, say the third week of September or whatever that may be. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but like, let's say there's a 10, 20 degree tent drop and it's going to, you you know, like to me, that is a nice angle. If you've uh, got some experience, like realistically that you could kill a buck then and and then go into the Ohio season with already a buck down. Definitely. Um, Yeah. If I can get away on a Sunday or Monday, even if it's a one day, Mm -hmm. especially like you said, if there's a temperature drop, a big one. You're headed there. uh, Yeah. More than likely. Okay. So um, my boss is here at the shop. They are heading to Montana. Mm. So um, is Dale one of those guys going to Montana? We're going to have to give him some shit when he gets in here. I know. I know. He unfortunately did not draw a tag. Matt Uh drew a tag, but they're both going out. and so I will be here in the shop with a few guys helping me. So I can't really just take a day off while they're gone, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, but if it's a Sunday, them. Monday type deal, um, yeah, I will. More than likely, I will be down there trying trying to kill something, especially if there's a good temperature drop. Okay. Well, and looking at the time here, I know we probably got some opening duties before the shop opens up. Um, why don't you, one, tell people about the website, maybe some store hours, um, let them know where they can can find one, the bow shop uh, that you spend so much time in if they want to talk yeah. to you. Uh, so you can find us online at just attaboysarchery.com. Uh, we are open Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then Saturdays is 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay. Now, will you be filming with the push this year? I'm supposed to. Okay. But uh, I'm probably not going to hunt with my recurve a whole uh-huh. lot. Okay. Um, now, my buddy that um, does all, he films quite a bit for uh, like South Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, he builds stalker stick bows. He was just out in uh, Nevada. Uh, mule deer hunting for like 10 days he was out there filming him okay i called him and said hey man more than likely i'm gonna hunt with a compound until i fill my buck tag yeah so 
I'll send this camera to someone else if you want. And he told me, hey man, if, if you want to film your hunts and you yeah. shoot a big one, I'll put it on. I'll put it on our uh, on our YouTube page. I don't care. Yeah. So. Uh, I TBD. St- <laughs> yeah, I still might. I still might run uh, run the camera. Um, so that is to be determined, I guess. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, what's your your, your Instagram handle? Because uh, you, you know you you always post some stuff there. It's a it's a good story to check out every now and then, especially when you're doing these kayak public yeah. land missions. Um, you know what? I don't haven't looked in a while. I think it's Logan Lo- the Bowman. Logan the Bowman. Logan yes. the Bowman. Yes, so. yes. Uh, he was on the Whitetail Legacy podcast roughly a month ish, maybe two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, told a, a public land giant story there. Go check that podcast out if you want to hear more from Logan. We definitely want to talk shop with him again. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Team Harder and Bucks, we're out. <laughs>